This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. All right, everybody, welcome to show 323 Aussie Mac Zone. <laughs> Hello, Dante. Welcome aboard. Big fat cat. <laughs> Zahn, how are you? Awesome, Michael. How are you? Very good, thank you. Excellent. Very good. Uh, tonight, IT Help to You and Aussie Tech Radio. Um, our Aussie Apple rambling start this week with Happy 30th Birthday to Photoshop. Awesome. 30, 30 years. years. There's not many programs around yeah. that have been going for 30 years. That's excellent. There's only a few. That's one of the few. And uh, congratulations to them. I love Photoshop too. It's great fun. Yeah. I remember when it first came out, you know. Oh, I probably don't. It was 30 years. What would I have been? 12. Well, I remember using it when I was, you know, teenager and yeah, in my yeah. 20s. So, yeah, I didn't even realise it had been around that long. <laughs> so, I, I haven't used it a lot. Um, but, you know, it was by Adobe and I taught myself PostScript programming, which is Adobe's programming language. Yep. When it first came out. So I, I have played with it and looked at it, and yeah, but yeah, it's come a long way. So congratulations to Adobe, thirty years old. Congratulations, happy birthday, Adobe. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I had someone this week whose uh, Instagram and Facebook account had issues. Uh, we believe they were hacked. Hey everyone. Um, yeah, so they basically they got a thing saying, you know, um, there's an issue with your account, please please log in here. So they just put in their username and password, and then about 10 minutes later, their um, Instagram account was gone, and their Facebook account was gone, just gone. And it's nearly impossible to get it back, because you'd go in and... They were doing all... I was hopping over the phone. They were doing yeah. all of the, quote, security steps to... Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Basically, Facebook was saying, we're not talking to you. Yeah. Um, so, same thing happened just, to uh, Ben from... Um, our, our friends out in uh, Forbes. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's one of his Facebook accounts because he got one for the business. Yeah. And uh, one uh, personal account and... Same sort of thing happened to him with his personal yeah. account. So what we're stressing here is be really, th like it doesn't matter when it gets you, you have to think about what you're replying to and where you're going and what information you're giving. That's right. So he thought um, his first one was from a letter from someone or a direct message or whatever from someone saying, oh, or an email I think, um, Can I help you? please change this, blah, blah, blah and log in or give me the code or something that they're supposed to have sent and it just went downhill from there so yeah, you have to be very very careful and never just hit reply to anyone that's asking you for information just go to go to the web page and yeah. unless you know them well, it's different if you know them but this is yeah <laughs> this this one's a funny story it is apple is now the people's company samsung is for elitists so Znet reports it isn't just the prices of Samsung's new phones; it's a muddled product 
strategy that makes Apple's wear seem relatively simple and a little more accessible. Can snobs ever understand those beneath them? <laughs> Can someone who spent their whole life expressing their divine artistic superiority find a way to commune with those they used to ignore? Yes, of course we're talking about Apple. But <laughs> here we are, you see, at an especially moving crossroads in the socio-technology sphere. Apple was always known as the company with supremely exalted design skills and supremely exalted prices. I rather enjoyed it. Its poorly dressed executives would declaim from on high that Apple represented the peak of aspiration. I can't help thinking that Samsung may be desperate to take its place. (coughs) Pardon me. Last week, the Korean handset maker revealed a raft of new phones. Some were so big you really could build a little raft with them. The cheapest started at $9.99 US. Hey, Bell, how you doing? The most expensive sale beyond 1400 US. The Galaxy 512 S20 Ultra touches 1600 US. The Z Flip starts at 1380 US. And let's not forget the Galaxy Fold, which commands uh, two whole thousand dollars and the hope that we won't have a hole in the middle of your phone. Could it be that Samsung is craving more of that elitist glow? Could it be it's gasping to have the world's hoity-toity brandishing its more alluring wares? Could it be that this might leave many Samsung customers a touch confused? When Apple launched its iPhone 11 series at the end of last year, the cheapest was $699. US. Yeah. It seemed like a mild genuflection toward those who shivered at the thought of paying more than $1,000 for their phone. So you can read more uh, at ZNet for this article. Yeah. And the link will be in the show notes, of course. Hello, Kellyanne. Hello, Kellyanne. And hello, Belinda. Belinda. That's Dave and Bill. Yeah. There you go, see? Thank you, Kellyanne. <laughs> said, nice smile. I don't know who this lady is, but I think she's hitting on me. <laughs> So, now our next one. Do you um before we we go yeah, on yeah. to the next one, what do you think? I think it's been going that way for a little while. Yeah, they've just been building up and up and up. And yeah. yeah. Uh, they they got the you know the little Samsung stores now and all the Westfields and yeah. and things like that. Clearly they're not as big as you know the Apple stalls and stuff yeah, like that. But they're only selling phones. That's right. They're, they're only selling phones. So you go in all all, the, all their tablets. You know, and you go and you have a look, but the prices are sort of up there, up there with the the Apple products, mm-hmm. and so I think they're right. I think they are trying to sort of get some of that market, um, which good on them. Like I don't see the problem with it, but yeah, you know, again, like you said, like you know, Apple's only six ninety nine US. You know, with with one of their their products, yeah, and they came big out. difference there, yeah, like three hundred dollars. Yeah. But you know, quote. Samsung still have the real cheaper, cheaper, cheaper phones. They do. But, That's true. Yeah. You know, no one ever mentions them, talks about them. Yeah. I don't know whether, you know, you go into an Optus or a Telstra shop and they try and push, you know, say, I've got $300, take my money, which one are you going to give me? I don't yeah. know what you get. So. Yeah. And speaking of um, Apple elitists, uh, my father came over this afternoon to see, uh, see us and pay visit, and the boys were in on their iPads. Mm-hmm. And he said, Hi, boys, are you playing with your tablets? <laughs> and Mason, he's five years old, said, no, Grandpa, they're not tablets, they're iPads. 
So yeah. that's my boy. Apple, Apple elitists. <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> Apple is considering allowing third-party apps to replace defaults on the iOS and the HomePod. Huh. Apple Insider is reporting the HomePod may be opened up to third-party music services, and Apple may allow. Uh, iOS users to permanently swap the default email and browser apps for alternatives. Following criticism of its allegedly allegedly preferring first-party apps over that uh, of its competitors, Apple is reportedly considering letting users change their default apps and music services. Rather than the HomePod being primarily for Apple Music, for instance, users may in future be able to default to Spotify without specifically addressing it. Hmm. So it'll be a setting somewhere that you yeah. go in and say, make this my prom, you know, when I say yep. play such and such, or play my playlist, it'll go to whatever your default one is. Yep. Similarly, according to Bloomberg, Apple is contemplating allowing iOS users to replace their default apps with alternatives. So instead of Mail, users could have Gmail, and instead of the Safari browser, they could have Chrome. Users can already have these apps, but yeah. they're not the default. So, you know, when you get an email... Yep. Even if it's a Gmail email and you double tap a link, it's going to open Safari. It's not going to open Chrome, for example. That's that's what they're talking about. Oh, okay. I was going to say because in my mail on my phone, I go straight to my Gmail account. Like they're yeah. all links. Like yeah. there's no big deal. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So um, if a website contains an email link, tapping on an iOS will currently always open Apple Mail. So, uh, but as opposed to you're talking Gmail account as opposed to Gmail. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. So following specific complaints by Spotify, Apple updated iOS to allow users to be able to ask for music to be played from that service. However, it can't replace Apple as the default uh, as users must explicitly ask Siri to play from Spotify. Then too, the function only works on iOS devices, not yet the HomePod or the Mac. This isn't the first time that's been reported that Apple was considering such a move. So at present, it isn't clear if discussions cited on Friday are new or ongoing. More recently, and on a smaller scale, Apple has previously been reported to be considering allowing users to replace the standard Messages app with WhatsApp, though in a limited message-by-message way. Whatever that means. Yeah. I don't use it, so... Yeah, neither do I. I'm an Apple elitist. (laughs) And lazy, I just... (laughs) That's the one I get the most questions about, so that's the one yeah. I spend most of the time in. So. Well, well, that's right. Like, I'm not an elitist as such, but I use what's on my phone because uh, it's with my phone. Yeah. You know, I, I have an Apple phone because uh, I think they're easier to use, and if I think they're easier to use, of course I'm going to use their their apps and mm-hmm. their products. So, yeah. Like I said, I'm not an elitist as such. I have a, you know, a PC at home and... And things like that. I don't use it, but I've got one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a paperweight, but still, I've got one. That's right. Yeah. Now, reminder this week, we are brought to you by Aussie Tech Radio. Now, on Aussie Tech Radio, which you can just have in the background, AussieTechRadio.com, you can just have it playing in the background while you're at work, for example. Um, and um, I guarantee you'll pick up something every week. Yeah. Just, just by it just souping in. Um, so there's EFTM, the podcast, or Two Blokes Talking Tech, or Audio Pizza. Geeks Interrupted, yeah. Aussie Max Zone, <laughs> 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 uh, Tech Webcast, 
not uh, not been up yet. Nelly hasn't been up for two years, but uh, I'm sorry, not been yeah. up for two years, Nelly. But he reckons he's coming back. And yeah. vertical hold. And Aussie tech head right yeah. here. <laughs> Aussie tech heads. So, yeah, please keep in mind, AussieTechRadio.com. Just have a play in the background. I promise you'll learn something. You'll hear our beautiful voices. As well. Yeah. Just to annoy you even more. I know. Who doesn't want to hear our voices? I mean, look, (laughs) we're recording them for you. Just for you. That's right. (laughs) Directly, personally, to you. Cheers. (laughs) So, gaming. Number one. Oceanhorn 2. Knights of the Lost Realm. This is a really cool RPG game. Uh, play like gameplay itself. This is about fifteen hours or so of gameplay, which is pretty good for a, you know, a, a phone like a game on your phone. Um, it's got everything you want in RPG. It's got boss fights. It's got side quests. Meet cool characters on a side quest and things like that. You know. Uh, I think the graphics, the graphics are more like a console game than they are a game on your phone. I think this would be great. I haven't played it yet on the um, the TV with Apple uh, TV, but I really want to because it's got that that feel about it. You know, uh, what, what could I compare it to that I really I really like? That's right. I need to. Everyone does. Dan <laughs> <laughs> just got a message in the list that says um, love your voice um, from Belinda <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh, I completely lost track now um, I, I really like it. it it's a great game uh, it gives me gameplay like Final Fantasy it's got that sort of feel to it with a mix of Zelda and, and that sort of stuff so it's, I really appreciated it I thought it was a bit um, a bit cool I really liked it so I'm going to give it 3.5 apples out of five that's excellent check it out gaming number uh, gaming game number two (laughs) nightmare farm i've played better farming games i really like these little farming games they're a cool sort of way to zone out you know you go in you you get your crops you make some bread you make some milk your yogurt or whatever you do with it cheese and all that sort of stuff you bake cakes and apple pies with the stuff that you grow and I think they're a bit of silly fun, and I really enjoyed them. But I've played better ones, which I I think this one was just uh, it was just lacking something. I don't know. I was hoping there was more. You know, the graphics were okay. I guess like there wasn't anything wrong with the graphics or anything like that. The game just felt unfinished, and I was hoping for a little bit more from them. So I'm only going to give it two point three apples out of five. Okay. Hopefully. The game's not finished, I guess. And we get a bit more from the creator and it comes in because with some of the other farm games I play, you can, you pick your apples and then you wheat and you combine that, it makes an apple pie or you, you milk with this and it makes that and your berries and so forth. There was no real sort of combination button you know, where you could combine stuff. And so hopefully they, they fix it and it gets better. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. Thank you. No worries. Thank you. So in entertainment, uh, Apple announces upcoming film Swan Song, starring Mashallah Ali. Mashallah Ali. Yeah. 
So, Apple on Wednesday added to a slowly growing slate of original Apple TV with Swan Song, a new film starring two-time Academy Award winner, Mashala Ali. Joining Ali on what is described as a genre-bending drama is director and writer Benjamin Cleary, who won an Academy Award for his short film Stutter in 2016. Mm -hmm. Set in the near future, Swan Song explores how far someone will go to make life happy for the people they love. Ali, who won acting Oscars for Green Book and Moonlight, stars as Milo. Adam Shulman, defending Jacob, or and Jacob Perlin, the amazing Jonathan documentary, uh, producing the film on behalf of anonymous content. Ali is also listed as producer. Production is set to start in the spring. Benjamin's script for Swan Song immediately connected with us, said Matt Dentler, Apple's head of feature development and acquisitions. We cannot wait to bring Benjamin's vision together with Mashala's undeniable talent to deliver their powerful, layered story to audiences around the world. Like other recent Apple TV Plus originals, including The Elephant Queen, Swan Song will receive a theatrical release prior to availability on Apple's streaming service. Excellent. I've been developing Swan Song for a while, and when I sat down with Apple, it was immediately clear they completely understood my vision, Cleary said. Once Mashala agreed to join us, I knew we had something really special. To be making this movie with Mashala and Anonymous at Apple is an absolute dream. Swan Song is the latest addition to Apple's catalogue of original films and joins 2020 Sundance Film Festival Grand Jury Prize winning documentary Boyd State, The Banker, Beastie Boy Story, On the Rocks, and more. So, yeah, things awesome. to look forward to for our yeah. Apple TV. Yeah. Beastie Boy Story. It's <laughs> <laughs> the one I'm waiting for. Now, also, there's a short film uh, on Apple's site. Uh, I'll have a link to it, of course. Journey Through Nevada's Valley of Fire in spectacular shot on iPhone video. So, Apple shows off the capabilities of the ultra wide camera in the iPhone 11 Pro with breathtaking video shot in scenic valley of Fire State Park in Nevada. It's called A Journey into the Valley of <coughs> Pardon me, A Journey into the Valley of Fire shot on iPhone. Apple says it allows watchers to see how iPhone 11 Pro captured the otherworldly 4K video using the ultra wide camera in this deep dive into the Valley of Fire. Cool. Embedded in the video is the note, 50 miles from Las Vegas lie the remains of a monumental geographical process, sorry, geological process. Sculptured by 200 million years of wind and water, an ocean of rock, a valley of fire, and it's spectacular footage. Yeah, it's cool. And, and what got me, it's, I didn't, look, I watched it, um, and I don't know the area at all. Yeah. Like, we're talking what appears to be like no water and stuff around it yeah and there's this turtle walking along the rocks <laughs> so, so that makes me want to look into yeah yeah you know, have like, a look around where the water is yeah yeah, how yeah, far yeah. where the water tables are and stuff yeah, like that yeah. so it could be uh, underwater aqua what's it called aqua firma or whatever it is yeah but a turtle yeah <laughs> reminders this week we are brought to you by IT help to you so yeah just if you have any hassles give us a ring look us up on the website send us an email whatever you like it helps you here to help um 
you know, just have people ring us up and ask questions and yep. try and help. So, now what about this? How to? Remember our, our Mac startup chime? There's been lots of them. Yep. So, but um, since the new machines a few years ago, we don't have a chime when they turn on. Oh, I didn't even think of that. You're right. So, you can bring it back with a, a simple terminal command. So, don't go and do lots of other things in terminal. Just do what we instruct you because terminal, you can destroy your machine. But yes. Doing this is not going to hurt. Hey, Tim, mate, how you doing? Nine to five. Oh, and Amanda, probably. Oh, sorry, Vanessa. Amanda's... Another <laughs> Tim. Vanessa. How are you, Vanessa? Nine to five Mac informs us Apple's Mac startup chime became an iconic signature of the company's computers over the years. And then in late 2016, it was removed from all Macs going forward, with the exception of the 2017 MacBook Air, because that was still a 2016 machine, basically. Yep. Now, in a fun development today, there's a short terminal campaign that's been discovered that will bring back your Mac startup chime. So back in 2016, there was a similar command discovered to keep the startup chime, but Apple killed it not long after. Now, it seems Apple's brought it back the hidden option at some point with Mac OS Catalina. Today... Twitter user Chasegar at Chasegar shared a video showing his MacBook Pro booting up with the iconic chime. Chasegar. Yep. He shared the terminal command that you can run to bring it back to your Mac, which is sudo nvram startup mute equals percent zero zero. So you can type or copy that in. It'll probably ask for your password after that, but you know what your password is. When verified, the command does indeed work on a couple of our machines here at 9to5Mac. So shortly after, at tempaccountnull, temp discovered that sudo nvram startup mute equals percent zero one will turn the time back off. So you can turn it on, turn it off. And go back again? So we'll turn it back to the default of no time. Cool. Yes. Yeah, awesome. so it's something to look forward to to try. I haven't tried it yet. Um, oh, so yeah, your light slowly brightening. How are we going? Yeah, um, it does come on with a flash. and But what I did yesterday was instead of making it go from 10% to 60%, <laughs> I changed it from 10% to 30%. So it's going, who's playing up now? <laughs> She's good, guys. She's insulted now. <laughs> Now I'm in trouble, right? What, wasn't me, mate. <laughs> wasn't me. I apologise sincerely. I, I'm an innocent bystander to all this. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll just keep getting into trouble. That's my job. <laughs> now, in a non-tech story, here's one for Tim. In a non-tech story, Jeremy, Clark, Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> no, I think he rings up him. Pardon me. Because I'm a motoring guy. We're both motoring guys. But anyway. Uh, opens own shop selling non-organic produce from his diddly squat farm. That's fantastic. <laughs> Metro UK reports Jeremy Clarkson has opened the doors to his own farm shop selling guaranteed non-organic produce from his farm. The former Top Gear host had his grand opening on Saturday allowing the first lot of fans to try out the produce Um he has grown on Diddley Squat Farm. Jeremy's new venture will be filmed for his upcoming Amazon Prime series, I Bought the Farm, which will follow him attempting to 
run his own 1,000 acre farm in Oxfordshire. Oh, aren't we the, lucky? <laughs> the Grand Tour host has been growing his own crops on Diddley Squat for a year, and his fans were all invited to stop by and pick up a bag of potatoes. And cheaper than Aldi, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Now, what about... She's very forgiving. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, now, nothing to say to that either. <laughs> <laughs> now, we've got a few stories here. These are all... Um, well, well. We've done it before, so yeah. App, Apple Crime Blotter yep. from Apple Insider. So, two, yeah, two, yep. two huge Apple store thefts in Milwaukee. Apple's Find My App leads to a sex trafficker, thousands of iPhone screens taken, and a stole, stolen iPod found, among other electric items. All this week in the Apple Crime Blotter. Wow. Now, well, this iPhone and iPad theft scheme also involved managers kidnapping. Two men in South Carolina were arrested this week on charges that that they kidnapped the manager of T-Mobile store, forced him to let them in, and stole dozens of Apple products. According to ABC News 4, police say the two suspects kidnapped the manager at gunpoint from outside his home, drove him to the store, and forced him to let them in. At the point they stole, at that point they stole 50 iPhones eight Apple Watches, 15 iPads, and $1,500 cash. The manager was unharmed and informed police that one of the stolen phones was equipped with a tracker, which they used to apprehend the suspects. <laughs> one down. <laughs> 25,000 in items stolen from Milwaukee Apple stores. A trio of thieves reportedly stole more than 25,000 in items from two Apple stores in Milwaukee area at the end of January. According to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, the thefts at the Mayfair Mall and Bayshore locations took place 30 minutes apart. The first theft netted 17 watches, 14 trackpads, and one Apple Pencil, while the second included eight Apple Watches, nine Apple Pencils, four AirPods, and five magnetic trackpads. They must have been just walking around putting them in their pockets. Oh, <laughs> Apple Watches, Apple Pencils, taken from Tennessee Apple Store. In other Apple Store theft news, a pair of thieves reportedly stole 11 Apple Watches and 20 Apple Pencils from the Cool Springs Apple Store in Franklin, Tennessee on February 8th. According to Williamson's source, the theft totaled around $7,000 worth of items. Now, a stolen iPad found along with vintage newspaper and other items. A car was pulled over last week by state troopers in Indiana who discovered a wide variety of stolen items. According to BND, the items included an iPad, more than two dozen credit and debit cards, drug paraphernalia, autographed footballs, and a newspaper from the day after the 1963 assassination of John F. Kennedy. Wow. Police are working to return the items to their rightful owners. Fraud between activists. Oh, feud. Sorry. <laughs> feud between activists, farmers include activists and farmers include taking of iPhone and cow. A long-running dispute between the owner of a Maryland farm and a group of animal rights activists from Virginia has led to escalating criminal charges between the farm and the activists. According to the Baltimore Sun, one of the activists have been charged with both second degree assault and a fourth degree sexual offence. <laughs> okay. I hope it wasn't to the cow. 
on top of that, the girlfriend of the farmer has been accused of stealing the iPhone of one of the activists and damaging her car. The dispute dates back to 2019, when another member of the animal liberation group pled guilty to stealing a cow from the farm and moving it to an animal sanctuary called Life with Pigs. <laughs> Tens Turn, of thousands. Turns out they had some lives with the pigs because they've been charged <laughs> for all sorts of things, haven't they? We call them police officers, though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Tens of thousands worth of iPhone screens stolen, stolen from UK distributor. Maybe a distribution, a UK-based distributor of mobile phone parts suffered a major theft of iPhone screens from its location in Banbury. According to Mobile News, the company's co-director described the loss from the theft as into the tens of thousands and that the thieves appeared to have targeted screens specifically and left other items alone. Hmm. This one here is a good one. Find my phone led arrest of man accused of sexual trafficking or sex trafficking I should say not sexual trafficking <laughs> sex trafficking a man indicated on a federal charges a man in in, in, in <laughs> on federal charges that he um, coerced his girlfriend to drugs and robbed men over the course of four years once of whom one of whom died was caught after one of their victims used find my iPhone According to the Justice Department press release, Randy Jonal uh, Shemnek was charged on 12 counts, including tra sex trafficking by force, fraud, and coercion, transportation of an individual to engage in prostitution, and aggravated identity theft. The Associated Press reported that Shemnek was arrested at a hotel in Georgia after a victim who had multiple smartphones stolen used Find My iPhone to track him. Restaurant burglaries lead to three years in prison. Elsewhere in Georgia, another accused thief is headed to prison, also thanks to tracking an Apple device that he stole. According to the Press Herald, a 54-year-old man has pled guilty to a series of restaurant burglaries in the Augusta area. In one of the thefts, the man took an iPad, which contained a tracking device, leading police to a girlfriend who he had gifted the stolen device. She should be cranky, wouldn't she? Right. After pleading guilty to two counts of burglary, three counts of theft, and one count each of burglary of a motor vehicle and criminal mischief, the man was sentenced to three years in prison. So that's all our little crime-busting stories for Apple. That's awesome. And I don't think I have any more stories. Okay. So that's it for us today? Yeah, just about. Oh, so okay. we've got to remember to say thank you to... Thank you to Aussie Tech Radio and IT Help to You. Yeah. Don't forget, you can email Michael at AussieMacZone.com or... Zahn at AussieMacZone.com Um... You can go to aussiemaxzone.com.au forward slash AMZ323 in a little while. And there you can get tonight's show notes. And the last six weeks of show notes. Yeah. And there's also a link in every show that you upload. There'll be a link. Spotify, you can just search for Aussie Max Zone. Apple News, just search for Aussie Max Zone. Don't forget aussietechradio.com and IT help to you. But most importantly, our supporters. You guys. You.
you, thank our you. listeners. Yeah. And it's been a great night too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We've had a, an absolute laugh. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, Van. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> Remember, guys, an apple a day keeps the androids away. See you later. Thank you.